You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Are you mocking me with that outfit? It's time for the annual Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Mock Draft. Let's mock and roll, baby. All right, we are moving right into our mock draft episode, and I'm actually really excited about doing the mock draft because we've talked about rankings and where to put guys, but uh, this is where we put it all into place and kind of, you know, do a trial run of where you should be getting guys and, you know, we'll, we'll walk through our decisions and the good news is we're using a system where we're not timed, so we can talk about the picks and who was picked before us and kind of give you our thinking behind every pick. So um, we'll do the random draw. So uh, I don't know where we're picking yet. One second. We are drafting second. You ready to draft second, Burke? I'm ready to draft second. Okay, and the parameters behind the roster positions is we have one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end. We have a flex position, a defense, a kicker, and we have six bench spots. So that's what we'll be drafting according to those uh, those slots. And, uh, yeah, let's get going on the draft. I'll start it up right now. All right, the first pick was Christian McCaffrey. And I don't want to speak for you, Burke, but my number two person on the board after McCaffrey is Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to have a huge year with that offense. And, uh, you know, between his receiving yards and rushing yards, I think it's a no-brainer. What's your take on the second position? Uh, Saquon Barkley is the second. I would would take second overall. I think the first three picks are automatic in this draft. Christian McCaffrey, Barkley, and Elliott. So... With number two, we're going Barkley. <laughs> Good choice. And uh, I will draft him right now. So we got Barkley. And you were right because Elliot went number three. And hold on. It's our turn to draft again. I'll go through all the picks. And so after Elliot was Michael Thomas. At the number five spot was Derrick Henry. Number six was Dovin Cook. Then Alvin Kamara. We had Nick Chubb. Uh, Devontae Adams at number nine. Uh, Patrick Mahomes snuck into the first round, and he's at number 10. Austin Eckler at 11. Joe Mixon at 12. And then going into that second round, we have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the first spot in the second round. Then Josh Jacobs, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Jones, Lamar Jackson is in the second round at the 2.8 spot. Uh, Chris Godwin after that, and then Travis Kelsey which uh, I think is a steal at that point in the draft, getting Travis Kelsey at the end of the second. But uh, we have some good options uh, for our second-round pick. George Kittle still there as one of the top tight end positions. We have Kenyon Drake. He's still available. And we have Kenny Galladay and uh, Mike Evans. And I'm kind of thinking between those four where we need to go. I like having the running back in the first round, and I'm thinking about double dipping with Kenyon Drake at the end of the second, just because I feel like between Galladay and Evans, um, there's some comparable receivers that we can get at the beginning of the third. What's your take, Burke? I, th- I think it's uh, Kenyon Drake as well. Um, you know, I sometimes like to grab one of those top receivers, but what I've noticed in a lot of the drafts that I've been in this year is that people go running back heavy, and they go running backs early. Um, Kenyon Drake is going to be, we've talked about have a good fantasy year, someone that you can plug into your lineup, receiving yards, rushing yards, someone that uh, anticipate to have a big year. So as mm-hmm. fast as running backs are going to go, we're seeing receiver depth carry on through the draft. So I would go with uh, Kenyon Drake as well. Perfect. And I'll be surprised. Or I, I'll, I'm a little surprised just because I didn't expect Kenyon Drake to be here. So the fact that he's here makes it that more intriguing to want to nab him. So perfect. Kenyon Drake is our pick. So now we have Saquon Barkley, Kenyon Drake. And then obviously George Kittle went right after us, which I would really be eyeing if I was able to get him at the beginning of the third round. Um, and then Kenny Galladay at the 3.1 spot. 
So at the in the third round, we uh, we have some options. We can go running back again and go after a James Conner or a Chris Carson, or we can go receiver where we're, you know Mike Evans is still there. We have AJ Brown, we have Mark Andrews at tight end, uh, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper. What's uh, what are you thinking for the the third round right here? I think this spot we go wide receiver. Um, you know, we got two really solid running backs. Um, you know, I, I feel more comfortable taking one of the receivers here. We still have uh, Mike Evans on the board. We do still have Mike Evans on the board. He's actually the uh, top-rated receiver based off of their rankings. Um, I will be honest. As a number one receiver, I kind of like Mike Evans. I think he'll be more consistent. I do like the upside of AJ Brown, but as a number one, it kind of scares me relying on A.J. Brown to be a consistent receiver week to week. I think Mike Evans is a steal here. <laughs> I agree. And uh, he's rated uh, on this one 25 overall. On my rankings, he's you know rated in the first two rounds. So I'm definitely um, I'm on, uh, I'm with you on the Mike Evans pick. So drafting I Mike Evans. Eight overall in wide receiver. So <laughs> to get him here, I'm, I'm ecstatic. It's panning out for us. All right, so fourth round. Let me go through the, the picks that came after us. Todd Gurley was right after us. I feel like that was a little bit high. Adam Thieland is going where that's usually where he's going at. Amari Cooper, Chris Carson, Adele Beckham, A.J. Brown, Mark Andrews, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, Allen Robinson. And then in the uh, fourth round, we have D.J. Moore, D.K. Metcalf, Raheem Mostert, Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, DJ Chark, Cooper Cup, Dak Prescott, and then Deshaun Watson. So a little run on quarterbacks, which I feel is early. And then I also feel like running back-wise, you know, a little high for me on Jonathan Taylor. You guys know how I feel about him. Not high on him. And then getting Melvin Gordon, who I feel is going to be uh, overshadowed by Philip Lindsay. And then Leonard Fournette, who's, you know, going to a place that doesn't run the ball very much in a committee. I feel like our kind of reaches at the running back position, but it does show just how, uh, you know, how desperate teams are starting to get for running backs. Um, the options that we have left to draft from is we have Calvin Ridley in the fourth at the end of the fourth. We have Robert Woods. We can get David Johnson at running back and uh, Terry McLaurin, who I'm really high on and Brooks high on. And uh, the other, another running back, Mark Ingram, Tyler Lockett, Cortland Sutton, Le'Veon Bell. So, uh, what's what's your thinking on this one, Burke? We got a lot of choices here. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is we're going to be drafting again in three uh, three picks, so uh, right. we're going to be able to get a I couple think, of them. I think it here it's it's a combination of two things. I think you're looking at what are you most comfortable building your team around, and mm-hmm. some people want to go running backs heavy, 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 and just have that redundancy, and some people. You know, the best uh, player available. Um, you know, I'm more the best player available type uh, of drafter here um, mm-hmm. in, in, in most of my drafts as well. Um, I think the talent, you know, it's going to get bare at running back, but I think the talent on the board right now at wide receiver, I'd be inclined to go wide, wide receiver. So I will say the position more than the player at this point, and then we can work through the, who the pick is. I, w- I would agree with you because drafting again in three picks, we still have Mark Ingram and David Johnson on the board. And as a third running back, I think they're both intriguing as that third option. And um, I'll even tell you the receiver that I'm, I think is due to, uh, due to have a breakout that I'm really high on, and I don't know if he'll make it three picks later, but I, I really kind of want Calvin Ridley at this spot. Yeah, Calvin Ridley's where I would pick as well. Uh, I, I do like uh, Terry McLaurin, of course, Lockett, but uh, I, I always draft for upside, and I feel like Ridley can make a – you know, a top five receiver type of uh, ascension. So I'm, I want that upside. And you and I talked earlier in our wide receiver rankings. I I have Ridley as 10 overall (laughs) earlier. Um, So, you know, getting Mike Evans and Ridley together here, I'm, I'm very happy at this traffic here. Perfect. Then let's get them. Okay. And then, uh, after us went, uh, wow. You know, I said about the running backs that we should be able to get one of them. We're not going to because uh, they took David Johnson and Mark Ingram. So uh, our options now are we can still go for Terry McLaurin as our third receiver, which I think is a steal. We have Tyler Lockett. 
We can go at tight end for Zach Ertz, which I'm not as high on. And then uh, running back wide uh, wise, we have uh, Le'Veon Bell and Cam Akers. And as much as I like Cam Akers, I don't like Le'Veon Bell. We talked about that. I don't even think he'll be the main back there anymore. So uh, my thought process is to go to get a solid third receiver at this point. What's your thinking, Burke? I agree. Um, you know, I, I feel comfortable based on the running backs around the board that I would rather go and rather be enforced to the position here, you know, just going to the best player available, and I, that's at the wide receiver position. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm inclined to continue to go down the road of wide receiver. Um, and who do you like better? Do you like Robert Woods and his uh, consistency? In targets, Terry McLaurin, who has a lot of upside, or Tyler Lockett, who's just been Russell Wilson's go-to guy, who uh, I think has like a insane completion percentage when Russell Russell Wilson throws it to him. Yeah, you know, I, if I were picking three, I would in order. You know, with Lockett, McLaurin, and Woods, I would have Lockett, McLaurin, and Woods in that order. Okay. Um, of, of these three options, so. Just that consistent wide receiver, I agree. I think McLaurin um, is going to have a very big year and someone who could move up in the rankings. But if I'm playing in my third receiver and I've got Lockett, someone consistently in my lineup, I'm very happy with that three receivers we have at this point. Um, how do you want to go through this tiebreaker here? Because I think you're McLaurin, is that right? I like McLaurin's upside. So, yeah, I I actually have it the opposite. I have Woods a distant third to McLaurin and Lockett. But... I can't fault your thinking. I, I like Lockett. I think Seattle's going to pass the ball a lot more. And I like the quarterback situation at Seattle. So, you know, tiebreaker, all things considered, you know, it's always smart to go with the better quarterback. So I'm uh, I'm fine with the Tyler Lockett pick, and I'm that's the pick I'm going to go with. All right. So our three receivers are Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, and Tyler Lockett, which I think is – uh, really solid. Absolutely. All right. So after Lockett, our pick of Lockett, we had Robert Woods go. DeAndre Swift went, which I think is a little high. Le'Veon Bell, uh, Terry McLaurin, Cam Sut or Cortland Sutton, uh, Zach Ertz, Cam Akers, Devin Singletary, Evan Ingram, David Montgomery, and then Darren Waller, Will Fuller, Keenan Allen, Devontae Parker, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs, Hunter Henry, and then Kareem Hunt. So now we're on the board at the at our six-round pick. And this just shows how deep receiver is because there is a lot of great options at receiver. We have T.Y. Hilton, Michael Gallup, uh, Hollywood Brown, Jarvis Landry, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, Marvin Jones. And then uh, the top-rated quarterback is Matt Ryan. Still feel like it's too early to get a quarterback. And then you're looking at running back, and we have Jordan Howard and J.K. Dobbins, and that's about it. So, me, I like the fact that T.Y. Hilton's still sitting there, and I like the fact that uh, Hollywood Brown and Michael Gallup are there. I like the fact A.J. Green is there, but I kind of want to go running back because I really like the upside of J.K. Dobbins, and I feel like if we don't take him here, he won't come back around to us in three picks. I agree. Um, you know, there's still a lot of talent left at uh, the wide receiver position. Starting to get a little more bare at the running back position. I'm really high on J.K. Dobbins this year. I think as the season goes on, he's going to be potentially in the primary back. Um, I think he's the one of the rookies to own at the running back position. So um, I would say J.K. Dobbins. I, I don't think there's any way he'll make it back to us when this comes back around to J.K. Dobbins. Perfect. We're on the same page on this one. Okay, and then T.Y. Hilton and then Drew Brees went. So we still have great options. We still have, uh, for a seventh-round pick, we still have Gallup. We still have Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. And then running backs, We, you know, Jordan Howard is listed up there. I'm actually not as high. I think Brita's the better pick at Miami. Um, Dante Johnson is still available. Uh, this is about the spot where, you know, if you want him, you got to get him, and I'm really high on him. And then uh, the next running back after Howard is Zach Moss for Buffalo, and I feel like that's kind of high to be getting him right now. So I'm thinking about going receiver here. 
I'd say receiver two. What's our tight end options? Tight end, we have uh, Tyler Higby. And hold on, make sure I get everybody. So we have Tyler Higby, Hayden Hurst, and Jared Cook. And I feel like there's better options later on in the draft than uh, those three. I, I like those three, but uh, I don't feel like there's a big difference between what we can get later on with the tight end. Yeah, I, I don't think there is. I think probably when we come back around here, we'll be looking at that tight end pool starting to dwindle a little more, so that's maybe the next round pick that we want to go. Um, Michael Gallup, I have in my top 30. Um, as of <laughs> note, um, with Evans and Ridley and Lockett, we have three of the receivers I have in the top 11 in my rankings. And then to add Gallup here, I think would be a good option. Who's your? Who would be your pick? I love Gallup. I think, you know, they paid all the money to Omari Cooper this offseason. But I think Michael Gallup's the best receiver on Dallas. So I always joke with people on Twitter um, when, we're, when they talk about the Cowboys and they mention Amari Cooper. And I always joke that, uh, you know, uh, Amari Cooper isn't even the best receiver on the Cowboys. And that's because I believe in Michael Gallup. So I'm definitely at a, a seventh-round value. As a fourth receiver, I don't think you can get better than that. Michael Gallup it is. There we go. Okay. And looking at the draft picks behind us definitely makes me like our draft even more. Uh, A lot of reaches for running backs. After Gallup was A.J. Green, which I think is a good pick. Sony Michelle uh, at 7.04. Jordan Howard. Hollywood Brown. Carrion Johnson. Jarvis Landry. Matt Ryan. Ronald Jones. Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Julian Edelman, Tyler Boyd, James White, Tevin Coleman, Marvin Jones, Debo Samuel, Zach Moss, Marlon Mack, San Francisco defense in the eighth round, and then Brandon Cooks was the last pick. And, you know, I'm looking at the receivers based off of what's available at receiver and quarterback to running back, and this is kind of barren territory for running back. I like all the players better than what was drafted at running back in these seventh and eighth rounds. So I'm really thinking, you know, if you're targeting a running back, this is not the spot to do it. And, you know, what's still on our board, you know, you were talking about tight end. We still have all those tight ends still available. So Tyler Higby is still available and he's a top five tight end for me. Uh, Hayden Hurst is still there. Jared Cook is there, which I'm, I don't like Jared Cook, so I'm not going to draft him. Dante Johnson is still there as the top-rated receiver. And then for quarterbacks, we have Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, who else? Oh, uh, Daniel Jones. So what's your thinking on uh, on this next pick? Are you going with uh, Tyler Higbee or Hayden Hurst, or uh, do you want to go dip in the quarterback pool for the first time with like Stafford or Rodgers or uh, uh, Daniel Jones? I think there's a lot of good tight ends left. You know, we're talking, we have another pick in, in three, correct? Yeah. And, uh, you know, having, I'll be honest, even though we have great receivers, that Dante Johnson at uh, being available in the eighth round is really intriguing to me because I think he's going to be a, a top 15 receiver. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued by him this year as well. I'd do an upside pick here. I think that what's left on the quarterback, I think there's still some good quarterbacks available. There's still good tight ends available. Do you want to see the running backs? Because the running backs are actually, I'm really liking the running backs that are available right now too. So, Philip Lindsay, Antonio Gibson, Matt Breida, and Latavius Murray. And I'll take any of those guys over what was drafted in the 7th and 8th round. Uh, I'm really liking what's available at running back right now too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think given where we're at, we're, uh, we, it would be good to add some additional depth at the uh, running back position. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the couple of running backs you listed there, um, Antonio Gibson, I think it's probably going to end up being the guy in Washington as yep. the season goes on. There's a lot of um, you know different backs in that. I think Philip Lindsay. Um, you know, the more and more we're reading since our our, our last uh, ranking of running backs, that Philip Lindsay has really been outplaying Melvin Gordon. In the, mm-hmm. uh training camp, and uh, I see a role for Philip Lindsay. No and he's a better player. goal line back than Melvin Gordon, statistically. Yeah, 
Sure, and I, I think no matter what, you know, if, if Gordon's the primary, I think we're still going to see some involvement from Philip Lindsay. Um, I, in fact, have uh, Philip Lindsay on my 29th overall running back in this draft. In this draft, um, and then um, I actually have him higher. I put him. I I dropped Gordon way down, and I moved Philip yeah. Lindsay way up. Sure, and that's what I had at the time of our ranking. So I've moved Lindsay up as well. Someone that you know, if you're looking at a bye week replacement or maybe a flex position. Mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay's pretty intriguing to me. Um, I'd be more inclined to go running back here and then maybe the wide receiver and the next and, and continue to monitor what we're seeing in quarterbacks and tight ends. But I don't feel a rush at quarterback right now. I don't either. I'm not really – I mean, I like Matthew Stafford. He is what he is. He's solid. Aaron Rodgers, you know, I'm down on him this year. I don't like the offense. And uh, he had a lot of bust games last year, and I don't see that improving. So uh, I would agree with you. And You like Lindsay or Gibson better here? Admit, admit, Latavius Murray to me is, you know, he's, a he's more back. of a he he's like a handcuff. Kamara's out, but you know he's going to get some goal line carries. But like you said, Taysom Hill may jump into that. But to me, here we're talking Lindsey versus Gibson. Do you think? Yeah, for sure. And I'm kind of torn because I like them both a lot, especially here. I'm thinking if we take one, the other one's not going to make it back to us in three picks because they're the top two rated on the board. Um, but I I would probably go Philip Lindsay here and hope that Gibson makes it back to us on nine. Sure. I, I'd go Lindsay just, you know, proving commodity right here. You know, I, I, again, a very, if you're looking at a flex bi-week replacement, this is a really solid pick here. No, I agree. And I'm really high. And I'm really high on Lindsay this year. I think he could be, you know, a, a, a top running back, actually regain his form from a couple years ago, and you get him this late in the draft, it's a steal. And it's it's not uh, risky enough where, you know, an eighth-round pick, it's not high enough where you're, like, feeling like you're blowing your pick if it doesn't pan out. Um, the next two picks were C.D. Lamb, which I think was ridiculously high. And uh, then it was Christian Kirk, which is a solid receiver. I do like that pick. But uh, we still have everyone still on the board that we were talking about. So we have Dante Johnson. We have all the quarterbacks. We have all the tight ends. And uh, we still can get Antonio Gibson if we wanted to. What are you thinking on this one? I think there's still additional talent left at the wide receiver position. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that running backs are going to continue to go down. There's maybe a couple others that I would see here. Uh, I'd be inclined to do um, Gibson here. I think that you know we with the running backs that we have at this point, we pretty much well. I, th- I feel like we have the position well covered. You know, mm-hmm. um, you got you got Barkley, you got Drake, um, you got J.K. Dobbins, you got Phil Lindsay, you got Gibson. I, I think if you address it here. You're, you don't need to really worry too much about the running backs, if at all, remainder of the draft, unless somebody really like balls. I agree with you, and I'm on board with that because you look after Antonio Gibson. There's not a r- lot of running backs I feel comfortable drafting, and uh, I really feel like you know you you want a lot of options at running back and. We're not going to be playing any guessing games with what we have available uh, at the running back position. Like any of these guys, we can probably plug in and they can be productive. So we're not Absolutely. we're not in any committee situations or uh, positions where we're waiting for someone to get hurt. We have five solid backs that are going to produce. So I'm with you on the Antonio Gibson pick. So there we go. Oh, Pittsburgh defense went right after us. And we don't talk about defense on our podcast. I'm really high on Pittsburgh defense, but I'm still, you know, the top three defenses last year that were picked. I mean, I remember Jacksonville being up there. Um, everyone was high on Houston. Houston was number one defense. And you never know with defenses. And so I'm, even though you you think you're getting a, a dominant defense, I still feel like drafting them before the you know the top ten rounds is uh, is reaching. I agree. I tend to do defenses very late in a draft, and I'll just say it now. Kicker better be last. If you have a kicker in your league, they better be your last pick. Agreed. I hate when someone's just trying to fill out the roster before they get their bench players and, and draft a kicker. You're like, what are you doing, man? Because you can get any kicker and just plug them in. They're, they're a worthless position. And, and you don't need to draft two. You don't need to get a <laughs> bye week with your kickers as you go through here. Good point. Um, okay, so it was, was Pittsburgh after Antonio Gibson, Adrian Peterson, Tariq Cohen, uh, it was Deontay Johnson, Keyshawn Vaughn, John Brown, 
Matt Breida, Manuel Sanders, Jamison Crowder, then Deshaun Jackson. Um, and then for the 10th round, we had Latavius Murray, Daryl Henderson, Rob Gronkowski, Chase Edmonds, Alexander Madison, Mike Williams, Darius Slayton, Jerry Judy, who I was pretty high on. I was hoping he'd fall to the 10th. Uh, Duke Johnson and Golden Tate. So now I think we're at the point where we need to at least start considering quarterbacks and tight end because being you know starting here in the 10th round, we still have Tyler Higbee available on the board, and he's my fifth-rated tight end. We still have Hayden Hurst. We still have Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. And uh, receiver-wise, the top receiver is Sterling Shepard, uh, Anthony Miller, Preston Williams. I just feel like there's a lot of value at tight end still. I'm not in a. I'm not inclined to take one right now. Uh, McCole Hardman is still available at receiver. I'm kind of leaning, man. I'm kind of leaning receiver, and I'm, I hate to say that. Or actually, Tyler Higby too. Um, those are my two thought processes receiver or tight end just because of there's a plethora of quarterbacks that are still available and i'm i'm i feel like they're all the same right now at this point i would lean more tight end um and not just to fill out a roster you know mm-hmm. um if if the top tight ends and we're both really high in higby this year mm-hmm. yeah you know if you'll see that where drafts just kind of have this ebb and flow there's almost a panic that that creates that when someone drafts a tight end, then there's a run on tight end. Right, you know there's going to be a run on tight end. Same, like they got to get a tight end. Same with quarterback. Like two quarterbacks go in a row, and everyone like, oh, I need to get my quarterback. Right. And, and oh, go on. So what I'm saying is that if we were late in the later in the draft here, and there was a tight end that, or you know, the tight ends weren't that strong, I'd continue to wait. But Higby, we're pretty high on. He's top five and, for me. Uh, yeah, to get you know, I have him in top six, so top six tight end, um, you know, someone that you can feel very confident. And then we talk about in our podcast how it can be challenging to manage the tight end position through the course of the year. Mm-hmm. I think if you can plug in a starter that you're really high on right now, um, not just a starter because there's the only thing left, um, I, I think it makes sense to go tight end here. Um, what are your thoughts? No, I, I agree. And actually, I do have Higby ranked sixth as well, not in the top five, but still close enough. And uh, I'm really high on Higby to get him in the 10th round. I think is a steal, and I was looking at tight end in the tenth round with le- lesser options anyway. So if I can get a Higby, I'm on board with that. So we're going to go with Higby here, hoping that he uh, keeps his form that he had at the end end of the season. And uh, it was a good pick because a uh, Baltimore defense went next, and then it was Boston Scott for the Eagles. So it really shows you how the running back position is kind of depleted after the Gibson pick. Um, and we still have the same options in regards to quarterbacks. Not a single quarterback was taken. And uh, with Sterling Shepard still available at receiver, there's uh, Hayden Hurst, Noah Fant, Austin Hooper. We have Jared Goff, Cam Newton, Daniel Jones, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. What's, uh, what's your thinking on this 11th round pick? I think um, I'd consider quarterback. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think we need, there's still some very good t- tight ends. I don't think, you know, we'll, we can kind of address that in the next round or two. You know, the back-to-back, we might be able to add some significant tight end depth that could be a great flex. Um, I'm not as high in Sterling Shepard this year. I think he's a fantastic receiver. Um, but I'm a little concerned about just the injury history and with, you know, Ingram and Tate. I just feel like, like there's too many balls to go around for anyone to be consistent. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I consider, yeah, I'm not really too concerned at running back at this point. Um, no. So looking at wide receiver, you know, quarterback options, I think are something we consider. Go through the quarterback options again here. We have basically everybody, man. We have Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. Like no one's touched quarterbacks for a couple rounds. Daniel Jones, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, and uh, then Baker Mayfield. And yeah, I'm okay waiting on the quarterbacks. Me too. I, I'm sure that I, I would imagine there's going to be a change in the next draft here or next round uh, based on what we see from the picks. We'll see what the, what the computer generates, but I think we can wait on quarterback. Well, and something else I wanted to point out too is usually, you know, between the ninth and 11th rounds is where I like to draft quarterback. But 
you got to play the board. Like you can't go in with a set plan and just stick to it because that's your plan. You got to let the board come to you. And the fact that there's so many quarterbacks, you know, there's no need for me to draft a quarterback. There's no need for you to draft a quarterback. Like, you know, there's five decent quarterbacks that we can get that we can plug in right now. And uh, I'd rather wait till the position becomes a little more scarce before I dip into that. So I'm, we're probably looking at receiver then is what you're saying. I think so. Yep. Well, we have Preston Williams, Anthony Miller, Sterling Shepard, Henry Ruggs, McCole Hardman, and uh, Jalen Rager, which I would be high on here and really jump on, except for he's hurt, probably for the first four weeks. And that kind of scares me off of him a little bit, because if not, he would be my pick for sure. We still have Alan Lazard, Curtis Samuel, and uh, Nikhil Harry, Robbie Anderson. Bashard Perryman, what are you thinking? Um, I think that Hardman, you know, he might be, he, he probably can fall a little bit further, but he's someone I would be happy to get in my team. You know, actually pretty productive receiver last year, um, not just from the receiving standpoint, but the, the return yardage. Um, so, you know, I, Hardman's someone that I would not mind getting on my roster here. Um, I think he probably could fall one more round. Um, uh, mm-hmm. You know, another... Um, Ruggs is someone to consider as a rookie. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, so if you're looking for that late-round rookie that can develop the course of the year and, and someone who can put up points, Ruggs might be um, an option as well. I agree. Um, but you also know my long-standing love affair with Brian Edwards. Yes. I think he's you know, going to be the – Ruggs is going to be the big play guy and Edwards is going to be you know, fill that role as like the main receiver who, who gets a lot of yards. So based on that, it's either it sounds like Hardman is the pick, unless you have another option here. I think Hardman has a lot of upside potential. You know, Tyreek Hill gets hurt every once in a while. Um, Hardman's was a rookie last year and was pretty solid. He's a big play threat. I feel like if he can put it, it together in the second year, uh, he can have a breakout season and he potentially could uh, outpace Tyreek Hill. Um, obviously not talent wise, I still think Tyreek's a big talent, but you know, there's a lot of, uh, between injuries and, uh, he did have some games where he was ineffective. Hardman can be the more consistent receiver. So in that offense, why not get guys from a high powered offense like that? Yeah. You, you know, I, I believe you saw Slayton available. You have Lazard. Those are also solid picks as well. So it's kind of, you know, do you want the solid pick or are you going to go in for upside here? I, as the, uh, last re, one of the last receivers on the, uh, to draft, I always go a high upside. I'd rather do upside than consistency, especially when it's a, a bench position. So we are going with Hardman. And I agree, probably could have lasted to the next round, but uh, with what's available here, I'm, uh, I want to go get my guy. All right. So uh, a little run on tight ends, as we predicted, but after Hardman, it was Chris Thompson. Tony Pollard, Sterling Shepard, Anthony Miller, Justin Jefferson, who I'm not high on this year just with being in that Minnesota offense. I feel like he's a slot receiver for a team that doesn't ever run three receiver sets. Uh, Preston Williams, who I like his upside. Henry Ruggs, uh, Buffalo defense, Bashard Perryman, Sammy Watkins, which uh, he was the last pick in the 11th round. I get, you know, he's playing for the Chiefs, and it's a high-powered offense. But I take Sammy Watkins off my board because he's week one going to just blow it up, get you like three touchdowns and 300 yards, and then just be quiet the rest of the year. And I know he had a great playoff, but for two years in a row, he had a great week one and then did nothing all year. So I don't even consider him draftable in my eyes, especially with the other options. Anyway, Matthew Stafford, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Jackson, uh, Damian Harris, Raquel's Armstead, Jared Cook, Hayden Hurst, Austin Hooper, Naheem Hines, and Nikhil Harry. And now it's our pick. And I got to tell you, we have one bench spot left. So we're either going to get one, uh, a backup tight end or a backup quarterback uh, is my thinking on this. And right now the quarterback options uh, is Roethlisberger, Daniel Jones, Cam Newton, and Jared Goff. And then tight ends, we have Gesicki, Noah Fant, and Janu Smith. 
and TJ Hawkinson. And I really like Fant and Janu Smith, but I also like Cam Newton and Daniel Jones at this point at quarterback in the draft. Yeah, go through our lineup again. Okay, so here's our lineup of what we have. We don't have a quarterback. At running back, we have Saquon Barkley, Kenyon Drake, J.K. Dobbins, Philip Lindsay, and Antonio Gibson. At wide receiver, we have Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett, uh, Michael Gallup, and McCole Hardman. And then our tight end is Tyler Higby. And we don't have a we have four picks left, and we don't have a QB defense or a kicker, and we have that last bench spot. I think we're QB territory here. I think we've waited on our QBs, and I think that it's yeah at this point. And there's still some more talent. We're coming up here again, but I think a quarterback's one we're gonna draft. Well, at this point, with what we have left at quarterback, you know, I like some of the tight end options and. Not that I always like to get a backup tight end, but I like some of the upsides of the tight ends. But with what we're probably going to draft at quarterback, I prefer maybe in this draft to draft two quarterbacks because um, I, I like the that insurance uh, in case you know there's there's some question marks with these quarterbacks, and I don't want to put all my you know I want to put my season on the line for you know banking on on what's left at quarterback. Your thoughts? Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. The same here. We we've waited. You know, it's. Um consistent with our philosophy mm-hmm. and um you know you get quarterback you're comfortable with and you go for someone who you also think has some high upside and gives you a little more protection um, going into the season when you have that flexibility there so who would you bank on between you know we have daniel jones roethlisberger cam newton jared goff who would you feel most comfortable with having as your starting quarterback between those that you mentioned there? Yes. High, um, on Drew Locke. I like Drew Locke a lot, but I feel like we can get him later in the draft. Sure. So what I was going to say is mm-hmm. what's on the board, I would I would recommend Daniel Jones here. I'm totally on board with you, and that would be my pick as well. I don't like his early schedule. He plays you know, San Francisco, Pittsburgh. But again, I don't like drafting guys based off of schedule because you soon find out that those teams you think are dominant – you know, injuries happen, other things happen, and they're not as good as what you thought. So when you draft guys based off of, you know, like playoffs, oh, look at their schedule in the playoffs. Well, we don't know what those defenses are yet this year. This is a new year. So Daniel Jones, I think, has the most upside to me that's worth drafting. And, and what I was talking about, Locke, is someone that we can get that we're both high on mm-hmm. that we can get as, a, you know, a next-round pick, um, you know, and even, even some of the other quarterbacks that we went through could very well still be there. And uh, we're pretty solid at the quarterback position, and we didn't have to reach for it. Yeah, I agree. I, I would have been happy with Daniel Jones earlier, to be honest. If I would have got him in the 10th, 11th round, I would have been, you know, I mean, heck, if a lot of uh, quarterbacks were drafted and I had to get him in the 9, I, I would have been fine with that. Um, A.J. Dillon and uh, Rashad Penny were the next two picks. So two running backs, and I'm not big on it. those two running backs. I feel like those are two running backs you can wait on just to see how they're used in their offense. There's too many variables to be confident in them. Um, but here we're, we're back again because we, you know, we're at the beginning of the 13th round and we still have all the quarterbacks available and all the tight ends available. And I know we wanted a quarterback, but I'm thinking with Drew Locke that we can even wait again because there's six quarterbacks in front of Drew Locke on the rankings and it's a gamble to wait another round because we were not picking for a while, but uh, we could either go defense, which with what's available, I think we can wait. We have new England, new Orleans, Kansas city, Chicago, Minnesota. Um, and with what's left on defense with Buffalo being off the board, I like Denver Broncos defense this year, and they're ranked pretty low in this ranking. I have them ranked a lot higher, so I think we can wait on defense. What do you think, Burke? I think we can wait on defense as well. Okay. So I think you know I think the Patriots are going to have a good defense. Um, you know I think they're a pretty safe pick this year. Uh, the only time I don't like Denver for sure is obviously when they're playing Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> But as far as defense, they are a good defense, and I feel comfortable going up against Oakland and the Chargers. I'm sorry, Oakland, Las Vegas. 
and the, the Chargers. Um, so I feel comfortable in, in, in those matchups. Kansas City's not the one I'm going to use them on, but uh, I still think they're a talented defense. Yeah. Well, and I, I thought you were going to go for, uh, you know, saying Oakland and San Diego and cut <laughs> <laughs> well, yourself. I was thinking you to say San Diego that I, you know, had to throw in Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, so with only having three more picks left, needing a kicker in defense, I guess Locke would be the pick right here. Go through our quarterback options again. Uh, we have Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger. Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Gardner Minshew, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Philip Rivers, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. And I like Roethlisberger and I like Newton. Uh, I also like upside, though. Again, I don't like Baker Mayfield this year. I think he'll be more efficient, but I don't feel like he's going to be in a high-powered off passing offense. Uh, Joe Burrow is intriguing, but as a rookie, if this isn't a keeper dynasty league, I'm not going to bank on a rookie to have a huge season history proves that that doesn't happen very often um ryan Tannehill, uh, i don't like the volume you know I, I do like gardner Minshew just because i feel like they're gonna suck so bad that uh, they're gonna have to you know get a lot of garbage time uh, points and, and yards so what's your thinking in regards to uh quarterback i i really kind of narrowed it down to cam newton ben roethlisberger or uh drew lock at this point yeah i'd be um you know, real happy with any of those options. I think Ken Newton, Drew Locke would be great picks here. Um, chances are Drew Locke will probably follow another round. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go defense then? Let's go defense. Okay. Let's, let's see what, how we pan out. All right. So we have the Patriots, Saints, Chiefs, Bears, Vikings, Rams, Eagles, Broncos, uh, Chargers. Chargers at 13 kind of surprises me like on the rankings because I have the Chargers high. I know their their offense might not be as uh, potent as it was before, um, which it wasn't very potent last year, to be honest. But uh, I feel like it's a disrespect uh, on these rankings because I feel like that's what's going to carry them this year is their defense. But what's uh, I think losing Derwin James though is going to be tough. And yeah, they're going to play against you know Kansas City, Denver. I, I'm not as high in the Chargers now, especially with losing Derwin James. Uh, it definitely doesn't uh, bode well for a, a pass-happy team like the Chiefs. Um, they're going to probably do what they want against that secondary now. Uh, if I'm making a pick on defense here, I'm going to pick the Patriots. Um, I think the yes. Patriots, you know, Josh Allen, very encouraging, but he can do Josh Allen-type things sometimes and make some you know wild decisions. And I think that they're gonna, the Patriots are going to focus on being a um, – uh, you know, a, defense, a team that wins with defense and running the ball. Um, you get Miami, I think that they're going to be an improved team. You might have a rookie quarterback at some point, and you get to play the Jets twice a year. <laughs> That's actually going to be my point. I was going to pick New England just because any team that has to play Buffalo, Miami, and New York Jets twice a year, that's six games where your defense is going to dominate. Those are all really bad offenses. So I just... Even if they had a bad defense, they would be on my radar just for the fact of you know having to play those teams twice a year. So New England's the pick. That's our pick. That's our pick. Uh, after that went Bryce Love, Jalen Rager, uh, Jamal Williams, Lamar Miller, who's not even on a team right now. Noah Fant. Oh, Drew Locke went thirteen oh eight. Cam Newton, T.J. Hawkinson, uh, Daryl Williams, John Kelly. Or Joshua Kelly, sorry, not John Kelly. Uh, New Orleans defense, Chicago defense, Carlos Hyde, Kansas City defense, Harrison Butker, uh, Justin Tucker, Will Lutz, Greg Zerline, Chris Herndon, Alan Lazard, and now it's our pick. So do you want our bench spot or go kicker? I'm obviously going for our bench spot. Bench spot. And quarterbacks left are Roethlisberger, Goff, Mayfield, Burrow, Tannehill, Minshew, uh, basically everybody. Drew Locke was taking over, like he was ranked 25th, and someone nagged him over uh, a court quarterback uh, 16 and on. So someone really uh, likes Drew Locke as well. <laughs> <laughs> what would your quarterback pick be here? I think, uh, you know, Roethlisberger is someone that we, I don't see as much upside as what we are talking about with Drew Locke. You know, uh, Roethlisberger mm-hmm. is going to be someone just to be your consistent quarterback. Um, Jared Goff could have a big year. Minshew, 
um, you know, like you had Minshew before, that if you're going to throw the – they're going to be behind a lot. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, so it has the potential to put up a lot of points. I'm not wild about that, um, you know, team as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think I would go Ben Roethlisberger when we're talking about, um, you know, we, we got Daniel Jones, and we all anticipate a lot of upside – um, but, um, you know, I think it, I would do a consistency based on what's left here and not take Ben Roethlisberger. No, I agree. Uh, I feel like they're going to use him a lot in the passing game like they had before. He's a franchise player for them, so they're going to let him pass the ball. He has a ton of weapons, so I really like his weapons. And my only concern ever with Roethlisberger is his home and away splits. But you have him as a backup uh, I think there's a lot of worse backups that you can have. So getting Roethlisberger as a second quarterback, I, I feel like is a good move, especially this not being a keeper dynasty league. You're just looking at this year, and I don't see the other quarterbacks being better than Roethlisberger for this season. Yeah, you know, um, two. I would have been very happy with Locke and Newton, and we could have, either one of those would have been very exciting picks to have as your second option. Could have really you know great years, um, you know, but. Uh, we decided to go with our defense and roll the dice a little bit. And, and we lost. Uh, but still. <laughs> and we lost, and that happens sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it still felt pretty good to have a backup option quarterback, and that being Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, now we're just pretty much relying on Daniel Jones to do his thing. Um, you know, obviously, you, you roll that dice, and if we could end it up with Newton or Locke, we'd probably feel more comfortable where we're at here. But I can live with the roster of Daniel Jones and Roethlisberger at the you know, my quarterback. For sure. And can I tell a quick story really quick before we do our last pick in regards to drafting quarterbacks? Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, we, we talked the other day and we, we got a new car. And the when I was buying the car, everyone that was selling it to me was like, oh, you're so excited. This must be amazing. You just got a new car. How do you feel? You got all these options. And I was like, man, to be honest, I'm not excited at all. It's just another car payment for me. Like, it's cool we got a new car, but I don't know why I'm supposed to be so excited about this. Uh, You know, a car is a car. And I attribute that kind of uh, or relate it to drafting quarterbacks. Yeah, they're they're shiny and flashy. You really like the quarterbacks. They're they're good. They help your fantasy team. But I'm never excited about drafting them. It's just a need that I need for my fantasy football roster. And there's so many other positions that excite me more than drafting a quarterback. So... Anyway, kicker, we, uh, we have to draft the kicker because that's our last pick. But uh, we have Matt Prater, Jake Elliott for the Eagles, Zane Gonzalez for Arizona, which I kind of like in that offense, Young Hoku for the Falcons, uh, Fairborn for or Baron for the Texans, Dan Bailey for Minnesota, which I, I don't like, Jason Myers for Seattle, Chris Boswell for Pittsburgh. What do you like out of the kickers? I mean, it's a kicker, really, but... I like I, I tend to, no matter who my kicker is, I like to go with the more high-powered offense. So if I'm looking at these options that are available here, I'm looking at uh, Zane Gonzalez for Arizona, Jason Myers for Seattle or Chris Boswell for Pittsburgh because out of all these teams, I think those three squads will score the most points. Sure. Um, you know, I think the only concern I have with Gonzalez is, you know, are they one of those teams that, you know, are not going to take a lot of field goal chances? You know, mm-hmm. that's one thing that comes to consideration, but that's always hard to predict. You know, sometimes yep. you can get a good kicker on a team that's not very productive offense-wise because they're going to get a lot more field goal attempts, but – I would go at this point. I would agree. Let's just go for the highest um, offensive production, and I would go with uh, Gonzalez. Okay, perfect. We'll draft Gonzalez. And you're right. There's uh, you know gold for the Niners. He's been on some bad uh, teams uh, or bad offensive teams, and uh, you know been really productive. But something that I I think drafting a kicker is you want to be able to control some of the measurables and, and a team that's constantly scoring. That means they're in the red zone a lot more, which means there's a lot of opportunities. And so I, I want to draft the kicker that's going to have more opportunities and uh, to score. Okay. Well, we, uh, we, we drafted it. Uh, we got an A for our draft efforts, but uh, our team right now is uh, it's Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley at running back, 
Kenyon Drake at running back, uh, Mike Evans at receiver, Calvin Ridley at receiver, Tyler Higby at tight end, Tyler Lockett in our flex, New England Patriots defense, and then Zane Gonzalez at kicker. And then our bench is comprised of J.K. Dobbins, Michael Gallup, Philip Lindsay, Antonio Gibson, McCole Hardman, and Ben Roethlisberger. And I'm I would take that roster for any of my fantasy teams right now. I I really like it, and I feel like it's a solid squad. Absolutely, I'd take that any day of the week. So hopefully, my uh, real draft ends up like this one. So we appreciate you joining us joining us for our mock draft. Uh, we know that it's winding down towards you know the the last weeks before the season, so everyone's trying to get their drafts in. Uh, my advice is to wait as long as possible. If you drafted even on Friday, there's a lot of moves that happened that could have uh, ruined some of your draft picks in regards to you know Fournette going to the Buccaneers, Lamar Miller being waived at New England, uh, Adrian Peterson going to the Lions. So you really want to hold off as long as possible so you make sure that you have the, a, a much clearer picture on, on who you're drafting and what their, uh, uh, what their potential is for that season. Do you have anything to add, Burke? No, I, I'm, I'm in favor of waiting as long as you can to do your draft. Um, I think it just gives you a better picture. Um, I'd also tell you, wait on quarterbacks if you can. That'd be my recommendation. There's going to be that rush early, and uh, it just seems that you have a more well-rounded squad when you can get your running backs and receivers built up and then address the quarterback position. So um, best of luck to everybody, and we will catch you here soon. Yep, thanks for joining us. This is the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast. See you next time. That concludes this podcast of the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Mock Draft. Thanks for listening. Next time you hear from us, the season will be started. So fun times ahead. Good luck on your drafts, and let's get the season started.